0: Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart, Heart, Truth Ministries, and it is truly my pleasure to bring you this encouraging message. Well, we're in the Kingdom Principles for Life series, and I'm excited about what we have to say today. It's something we cannot avoid. We really should have talked about it earlier. So let's go ahead and bow as we get ready for the word. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you for you truly are good. You have been so good to us. Lord, we need to hear from you yet again. We need your message. We need your miracles. We need your manna. We need your fresh bread today. Nothing old and stale. We need to hear a word from you and show it to us in a different way. One way we can receive it, Lord. We will ingest it and we will walk it out. For we know that you have great plans for us and you, want us to prosper and you want us to succeed and you want us to live the abundant life here on earth. You want us to be examples for others to follow. You want us to let our light shine. So Father, thank you for the word that you're going to give us today and how you're going to speak to each and every one of our hearts and our minds. Use me as you will today in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I will tell you this message today I'm excited about. It's one that I should have done sooner, possibly However, we're going to go to the word, and I hope you're ready for the word today. We're talking about the kingdom principles for life, for success, that we believe that the Bible is not only the inspired, inherent um, word of God, but it contains all truth, and it contains enough truth for us to live this abundant life, and so we're thankful To God for that abundant life we're thankful to him for all that he does bring to us and we want to walk in it and so my assumption then is that you want to live appropriately today we're going to go to Galatians chapter number six I'm going to start at the seventh verse I'll read through the tenth verse uh, but focusing on the seventh verse and the bible records for us don't be deceived Hmm. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows he will also reap because the one who sows to his flesh will reap corruption from the flesh but the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit so we must not get tired of doing good. Don't be weary in well doing (laughs) for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we must work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Now, I was reading from the Holman Christian Standard Version, and this is the woman's um, regarding biblical womanhood. And I was struck by the commentary that's there, and I want to give that to you too. But let me just tell you, the title of the message today is the print we're going through the principle of sowing and reaping. However, I really want to title this Giver's Gain. So you'll see both of those at title and subtitle for today. The topic is givers do gain. That was Galatians chapter number six. And again, um, it's important for us to recognize that we should not be weary in well-doing. That We can give up too easily and we can so very sparingly and we can Throw, a, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and think it's going to work and it doesn't work and then we give up and we say, oh, the Bible is not true. And that is not true. It, what's true is that we did not focus. We did not do what we needed to do in order to make sure that the increase was going to come. So we're going to talk about sowing and reaping. We're going to talk about giving. But before I jump into that, I did want to read this into your hearing because I thought it was very very good in the commentary it says no one understands like a woman what it means not to get tired of growing weary or doing good in the workplace a woman is often underpaid and overworked in the church she goes unrecognized using her spiritual gifts and natural talents behind the scenes at home mothers discover that socks reproduce under the sofa right after the last load of laundry is folded and put away Children roll their eyes and turn up their noses at offerings of wisdom, nourishment, and care. Husbands notice only the work that goes undone when there is a momentary lapse in routine. For a woman to sow to the spirit and not to the flesh is a good thing. If she seeks the favor and the recognition of others, she will be disappointed and will surely grow weary. I'm gonna say that one again. If she seeks the recognition of others, she will be disappointed and surely grow weary. I think that's effective for everyone. If she seeks the fine things of life and satisfaction through worldly entertainment, she will reap only dissatisfaction and corruption. But if a woman sows to the spirit, she will grow not grow weary. In time, she will see the fruit of her labors. Her coworkers will call her friend as they are drawn to the image of Christ in her. Her sisters in Christ will call her mentor as they mature and are edified through her. For a woman who is married, her children and her husband will call her blessed as they are nurtured in their faith. Above all, above all, her Lord will call her faithful as she shares all the good things she has been given. I thought that was important to read because we can find that we give, give, give and we feel like we're not gaining, but what are we really gaining? We're gaining friends. We're gaining the reputation of being mentors and being that example for others to follow. We're being called blessed and highly favored. And most of all, we're called faithful. We don't want to be deceived. We recognize that God is going to do what he says he was going to do, and that is he was going to come through for you i want to, wanted to put that pin in it for you just as a commentary as we then come together on this but i have to tell you that giving is powerful and in many instances when we don't give we reap consequences of not getting what we need from others. You know the old adage is true it says you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. I've had the opportunity that in many instances, you know, people have been nasty. They can be nasty to you. And it doesn't mean that you hold that against them necessarily, but when it comes to making decisions, you think twice about the fact that they were not nice, that they didn't come through, they didn't share with you or they didn't they weren't receptive when you were asking them to do something that was common ordinary and they would not do it because they would not then they come back and they keep asking you over and over again for you to be a benefactor for them for you to give to them for you to be benevolent to them and they just wouldn't even do what was normally right makes you think twice kind of wonder what do I have boo-boo the Fool written over my forehead? Anyway, I digress. You can tell I, I've been there. Have you grown weary in trying to do good? Well, I'm just going to remind you yes, we're going to go to sowing and reaping. And if we go to the passage in Matthew, the 13th chapter, the third verse, Jesus tells a parable about the seed and the sower. And we know this parable. I'm not going to read it for you today, but There are four different types of soil and the soil is important. We talk about that some seed was on the pathway. It was dry ground and the birds came and ate it up and it was gone. Some fell on the rocky ground. It had no soil whatsoever and the sun scorched it. Others fell among the thorns and they were choked And they did not, they were not able to prosper because of the choking. And then the last one was good soil. And that one had a hundredfold return, 60fold return, and some 30fold return. But there was a return and there was a multiplication that happened. Well, today I want to talk about. And get to the fact that sometimes we don't sow for different reasons. Yes, disappointment happens. Yes, life unravels. Yes, we get discouraged. Yes, we get tired. We get weary. We get worn. We see all those things as mentioned earlier, even in that commentary, where people are not recognizing, they're not appreciating, they're not grateful for what you sow. But it does not stop the Lord of the Harvest in bringing it in. But just for. It, Say, just for today's sake, let's take a moment at what stops you from sewing. I want to just give you three different things that will stop you from sewing. One, when we talk about the dry ground, we have to realize that sometimes it's a lack of skill, sometimes it's a lack of a plan, but either way, it's going to stop you from sewing. Deuteronomy the twenty eighth chapter and the twent and the thirty eighth verse. I'm gonna find that one real quick for you. Deuteronomy twenty eight and thirty eight says, "You will sow much seed in the field, but you will harvest little, because locusts will devour it." Remember, he said that the birds came and they ate of the seed. That's the dry ground. You don't know what you're doing. You're just throwing stuff, spaghetti at the wall, if you would. And <laughs> It's not hitting, it's just completely missing. And you feel like, hey, I just don't know what I'm doing. That's a lack of skill. In many instances for that, you need to find someone who does know and follow them. Success does leave clues and you need to be able to follow those who have been successful. Um, The right ones that have been successful. The Bible tells us that in a multitude of counselors, there is safety, a multitude of wise counsel. We want the right ones. All right. So that's the dry ground. If we don't have the skill, if we don't have the ability, if we don't have a plan, if we don't know what we're doing, we won't sew because we'll get discouraged and disappointed at the results. The second one that I wanted to bring to your attention for what stops us from sewing is we lack development or we lack a community, people that are around us supporting us. In um, Jeremiah, the fourth chapter, and the third verse, this is among the thorns, if you would, because some people don't want you to shine. Some people will dull your shine. Someone will have you doused with dirt that you don't even have an opportunity to shine. And I said, Jeremiah 30, um, Jeremiah the fourth chapter and the third verse, the Bible says, let me see if I can find that one. This is what the Lord says to the men of Judah and to Jerusalem, break up the unplowed ground and do not sow among thorns remember the thorns are the ones that are going to choke out the word they're going to steal your dream they're going to take things away from you when you said you knew and they just kind of doused your fire oh come here joseph as you go to tell your dream that dream that god has given you of what is really going to happen and it really does come to pass but you tell your brothers and your brothers get so upset with it they are comparing themselves to you they're jealous they're just plain old evil at this point and they sell you off into slavery hmm. but then we have to remember genesis 50 and 20 you meant it for evil But God turned it around for good. They tried to choke it. They tried to stifle. They tried to deny him. And sometimes when we're in community, when we're around people who only want us to stay at a certain level, they don't want us to level up. They don't want us to get higher than them. They are not really there to push us and and to allow us to excel. They choke the word and we end up among thorns. We really should not be. That's not where we want to be. It also identifies that for us in Leviticus chapter number 25, verse 11. And it says, In the 50th year, it shall be a j- Jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines. Don't be alone. We work better together. We were made for community. We were made to go up higher, but we go up higher and faster together. Experience teaches us quite a bit. And you can either learn on your own or you can learn from someone else. And so we want to be in community. So not only do we not so because we're disappointed because we have lack of skill, we don't have a plan. We're also discouraged because we don't have the development or we don't have the community to support us. And the last one that I wanted to give you today is that we lack focus. Ecclesiastes chapter number 11 verse four let me see if I can find that one in the Holman christian standard version ecclesiastes chapter number 11 verse four it says one who watches the wind will not sow and the one who looks at the clouds will not reap if you look at the winds and you look at the clouds if you look at everything else that's going on around you you will not hear me you will not sow you will not do you will not go because you lack focus where you're focus goes your energy flows and you will see a a result of that focus but when you're looking at the squirrels all over the place squirrel 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 what 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 let me try this let me try that let me do this let me do that you're not focused and you won't see a harvest either so not only you're disappointed not only are you discouraged but now you're dissatisfied and you're discontent because you keep trying you just burned out you get weary in well doing well we don't want to do that we really want to sow and we want to reap. And the principle says that if I do sow, I am going to reap. But what do we sow? And I wanted to just bring this one to you very quickly. One, in the 126th Psalm, verses five and six, the Bible, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the 126th Psalm, verses five and six, the Bible says, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. Though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed, he will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. When we pray, when we bring our petitions before the Lord, when we sow into a relationship with the Lord, we will reap a magnificent harvest. He says, we'll come back with shouts of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I am able to do more and do exceeding and abundantly walk in his grace. Oh, be on that path. Recognize that there's no frustration, no struggle, no strain because I walk in the grace of God, that he will make things abound in my life because I've asked him. You have not because you ask not. And so when we ask and we ask appropriately, he will give us the desires of our heart. And I don't have to worry. I'm sowing, but I'm also reaping. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you do, so he is going to allow you to reap. You reap that communication. You reap that conversation. You reap that connection. You reap a relationship. But secondly, let me take you to First um, Corinthians chapter number fifteen, uh, verse thirty-six. And I think in that one, I wanted to just make sure that I highlighted for you the fact that we have to reap ourselves, our life. Um, If you plant a seed, it does not grow. It does not bloom. It does not blossom unless it dies first. That's what the Bible tells us, that you don't just plant a seed. You you reap something else. If we try to save our lives, he says we're going to lose it. But if we're willing to lose our lives for his sake, that's what we shall gain. In 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, they were talking about resurrection and the dead body and what's gonna happen. He goes, you're gonna reap incorruption. Uh, you'll be raised to incorruption. You you sow what is corruptible. But we, the premise of it is this. We give our lives to Christ. We are living epistles, should be read by many. When we give our lives, God then takes that and he says, wow, they've given themselves first. Second um, Corinthians 9 and 8 and 9, when you give yourself first in the offering, you are the first offering and God is going to make sure all grace abounds in your life. Even if you don't get it from the same place that you have sown it, guaranteed, God is going to make sure that it works out for your good. He is going to bring it another way. His timing is perfect. He is more than able to do and to prick someone else's heart if you can't get it from the place that you have sown. So don't be weary thinking, okay, that person did not give it back to me, but you can get it another way. The other thing that I want you to recognize is that we sow righteousness. In Hosea chapter number 10, verse 12, the Bible records for us, Sow righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your unplowed ground. It is time to seek the Lord until he comes and sends righteousness on you like the rain. It will come in like a true harvest. He said, seek what is good. Sow what is good. Sow right relationships, right ways, right means. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. When you are placing out that honey, remember? You're going to catch more flies than if you poured out vinegar. They don't want that. All right. And so righteousness, we're going to reap the fruit of an unfailing love. In 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, in the sixth through the 11th verse, he says, if you sow sparingly, you shall reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. It is the increase that we do want. Luke, the sixth chapter in the 38th verse also reminds us as Jesus was doing the Sermon on the Mount. Luke summarizes it this way. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over will men give into your bosom. If you sow generously, bountifully, then you're going to reap increase. God's gonna make sure that it comes through. Givers do gain. In all of this, we recognize we've got to pray. Yes, we got to ask God. We recognize we need to sow our lives. We need to be those living epistles. We recognize we need to sow good, do unto others as we would have them do unto us. But ultimately, we have to do it generously so that we can see a major increase. You can't put a dollar in and expect a million dollars out. doesn't work like that. Hmm. Uh, hello lottery players i know i just messed up your game you gotta put in a lot more be willing to do that but i'm not going to keep you long today sowing and reaping is a principles in the bible we see it in everyday life we plant a seed and then we get a tree and it then produces fruit and of that fruit there is a seed on the inside we then get to plant that one again and grow another So as you want the harvest, as you desire to have more come in, we have to recognize that you've got to put something out. When a seed does leave your hands, it does not ever leave your life. You will see the benefits, the results, the harvest in years to come. But I want to take you back to Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. And I want to go to verse six for you to kind of leave you with this. It says in the morning, sow your seed and at evening, do not let your hand rest because you do not know which will succeed, whether one or the other or both of them will be equally good. Keep sowing. Don't stop sowing. Sow in the morning, sow in the afternoon, so in the evening, sow, so and sow again. Be generous with your sowing. You shall reap a harvest. God has already planned it. But some of us sometimes we say, well, I've been sowing and I haven't been reaping. Uh, I've been trying I've been thinking, I've been wanting, but I want to remind you. And I was just reminded of this recently as I was talking to a client And she was kind of distraught with what was going on in her life. Things were unraveling, to say the least. And she was at her wit's end. But in the background, as we were on that phone call, in the background, I heard the birds chirping very loudly. And I asked her, I said, I know you're out in nature right now. Do you hear the birds chirping? And she goes, oh, they're that loud? You can hear them? And I said, it's like God is singing over you. He reminds us in Matthew, the sixth chapter and the 26th verse, as well as in Luke, the 12th chapter and the 24th verse, he says, the birds don't even sow, they don't reap, they don't gather, but your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? We forget that we are worth so much more. Yes, God wants us to do business until he returns. He wants us to sow. Yes, he wants us to do good so that evil that is present will be dispelled by our goodness. That light that we're showing will then dispel all the darkness and we will be able to win others for Christ. And that's important. But he says, ultimately, I want you to remember that I will feed you that I will love you. I will give you this unfailing love that whenever you bring something to me, I've got you in the palm of my hand. And even though the weapons may seem to form, they will not prosper. I will turn it around for your good and my timing is perfect. That's what you need to be reminded of. Are you not worth more than these? And the answer is yes, you are. Keep sewing. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that you shall also reap. So sow to the spirit, not to the flesh, and watch God work on your behalf. Let's bow. Most gracious God, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for singing over us. Thank you for always being with us. Emotionally, oh God, you continue to lift us, bringing us closer to you. We can say things to you that we can't say to anyone else. We can reveal ourselves to you, oh God, because you already know us. You've already searched us. And you can then correct. Do the surgery on the inside that needs to be done. We'd rather be lonely and with you, not having the human company but recognizing that you you got us favored. We get favor when we sow into our relationship with you. We get increase when we sow into our relationship with you. We get all of those things that do come because you already know what we have need of before we even ask. You said for us to seek your kingdom first and your righteousness and everything else will be added. God, we seek righteousness. We're sowing righteousness. We're sowing good. We're sowing our lives. We're sowing relationship. We're putting it all in your hands. And we thank you that you are going to come through for us. Bless your wonderful name for singing over us. Thank you also that your hand is upon us and it's leading and guiding us. And Lord, when we don't know what to do, just like Jehoshaphat, we say our eyes are on you. You tell us to ask for wisdom and you will give it to us liberally in the book of James. And so we're asking for that. God, increase our skills and our development, our plans. God, give us a right community. You said be in the company of the right counselors, oh Lord. And you said there will be safety there. Give us the right people to be a part of their group so that they will then continue to pour into us spiritually. And as they pour into us, God, we can then sow great seed in great good ground, Lord. Help us to focus on the things that you want us to as we seek your kingdom, seek the righteousness, seek to do good, even to our enemies. And we'll watch you, oh God, be our shepherd, and we shall not want. We'll bless you always. We'll honor you always. In Jesus' name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Dr. Shante Hines again with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, helping you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Don't forget to sow and watch all the reaping come in. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. God bless. online at Shantaehaynes.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at Shantaehaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life, based on God's Word, standing on His promises walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.